Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Patton Heels for Imar Insurance. Get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. So the wet weather's arrived just in time for the Tab Queensland Racing Carnival. It's where champions emerge. But remember, please gamble responsibly. And if you need a bit of help there, call 1800 858 858. Well, he's emerging in every sense of the way. Yeah. He's, uh, he's on fire at the moment, is James Orman. And uh, leading the premiership, coming off uh, a convincing win in the Guineas, <laughs> James Orman. Good morning. Tell me, did you think hey. you'd did you think you'd won the Guineas on Saturday? Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Um, I actually didn't think I'd won, to be honest. No, <laughs> I thought I just got thought I just got beat, but um, I got lucky. My horse's head was down at the right time. Yes, I think there might have been a few around the office here that were on sort of state as well. So that. <laughs> I, I saw a couple of Jay Orman uh, dartboards with uh, <laughs> data. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, um, credit to my horse, though, because he, he had a tougher run and, and won, so it was good effort on his behalf. Uh, they tell me, I wasn't down there, but they tell me there was a loud noise when the photo result went up. There's a there's a big team in the ownership of, of Prince of Boom, isn't there? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was actually quite cool to see. Yeah, I heard them all cheering and that, and when I came back to scale... I um, I sort of you, you got to salute the stewards sort of when you, before you get off, and they all give a good cheer. Just yeah, it was awesome to see. And, and that's <laughs> see, when you so knew happy owners. Yeah, unreal, yeah. mate. And I, you know, you get it enough on the other side at times. I'm sure. Um, how did how did uh, you know in your early teens? Uh, how did horsemanship grab you, and where was it? Um. I was, yeah, sort of always been involved in horses, really, my whole life. So my mum's a trainer and that, and my dad used to ride. So, yeah, I um, got into it when I was a young age and always wanted to be a rider, so it was always something I wanted to do. Yeah. And then your first ride was 2013, I read, and, and I've put you at 16 years of age. You know, yep. you can. it's no wonder that a jockey's motivation can wane at times. Is it a grind plenty of times? Oh yeah, it's a it's a constant grind to be honest with you, but um, it's good fun. It's uh, something that's really enjoyable. So it's um, oh, you get a good good satisfaction out of um, out of riding and riding winners. So it's yeah, it's a constant grind, but it's good fun. And yeah, like I said, I started when I was young. So people think I'm a lot older than what I am, but only because I started riding when I was so young, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, I see your first win was at Nanango, and it was around about this time of year. So, you know, it was carnival time in Brizzy, and you were out uh, as a teenager applying your trade at Nanango. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was around April or in 2013. So, yeah, yeah it's coming up, 
Uh, yeah, so there you go. I was I was out in an anger and the and the big guns were in town, but um, <laughs> I think Black Caviar. I think Black Caviar was actually racing. Um, I think she won the ten thousand that year that I was out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, and and I, you know, you'll be impressed and probably got your ear on what trainers and and owners are doing at the Archer in Rockhampton. That might interest you down the track. You know, to to return to those regional areas uh, once every now and then. Oh yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, it's just a shame that it was on a, on a sad day, you know, the Archer. It'd be awesome if um, that race was on a um, uh, a Friday, which I think they might be doing down the track, from what I've heard. Yeah, um, I, I, you'll get you'll get jockeys from anywhere to go and ride in that race if it's on a Friday. I, I well, I, did I read yesterday that they maybe go to the Sunday, mate? Um, oh, Sunday, any yeah, any day bar a sad day because that's. Where, Especially this time of year, because that's when we, all our big races are here, and you sort of got to pick between the two. But uh, yeah, if they go to a Sunday, they could get any any jockey from around Australia going there to ride in that race for sure. With that sort of prize money, yeah. The, the segue there, mate, is that you've ridden Prince of Boom to a, a Guineas uh, win, and at the so not long after Emerald Kingdom uh, wins the Archer, both for the Heathcote Stable. You're you're heavily involved with a lot of the big stables, but. You would have some sort of intimate knowledge of what Robbie's been going through with the stewards' inquiry, and and Saturday just would have been a a massive boost for for him and all the stable staff. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, I actually spoke to him on the on the way home and after the Guineas win, just to sort of thank him and uh, let him know what what happened, and uh, he was happy in that. And yeah, I said to him. Um, Good luck in the archer, and he said, "Yeah, I'm standing with the horse right now." And um, yeah, we laughed. I said, "You'll get a good run. You should be third defence." And that's exactly what happened. And he got he got the money. So yeah, um, it was good for Rob because yeah, he's gone through a bit of um, yeah, a bit of tough times with that inquiry, but um, that'll be all forgotten about in the uh, near future. Mm-hmm. People forget that sort of stuff real he quick. Had, and he had two runners on Saturday, Rob Heathcote. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And two from two. Yeah, was- and. I think he owns that horse, Emerald Kingdom. Yeah, too. that's right. His wife, his he, wife. He'd be good for a loan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now listen, you're, you're in just the the absolute peak of your form at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, um, I've yeah, sort of. I've been, um, I've just been sort of building up to this. I suppose the last few seasons, I've just been sort of in the top sort of five, and now. I'm, obviously leading the premiership and that, but it's, yeah, and I'm sort of getting great success for some of the biggest stables around Australia, so or one of the biggest stables in Chris Waller and Ryan for uh, a little bit for Godolphin and uh, Tony Gowan, Rob Heathcote, Kelly Sweeter, they're all really good people to ride for and I'm on some, been riding some nice horses, you know, so it's been great. And it feels natural to you, you this uh, emergence of you, because I read a quote from you in the middle of last year. It said, I'd, I'd be keen to ride for, for Tony Gollan to, to lift my success rate. You know, in, in the space of less than a year, a lot's happened. Yeah, well, I wasn't, I wasn't riding. I wasn't um, riding for Tony back then. And I um, just remember thinking to myself one night, what have I got to change to, to get you know get better to get in the top three and um that was one thing i i thought to myself i've got to change i said i've got to ride for tony Gollan, which um i you know i was right that's what i, yeah, I had to do to get better and so that's what i did i asked him i said can i come and ride you know i don't care if i gotta ride work from 
a month is sort of what I thought to myself. I've got to ride as much work as I have to to get a ride. And um, we kicked, sort of, he gave me a ride. And actually, I think my first ride for him won. So, and then we um, built from that. And um, yeah, he's a great, great guy to ride for and great trainer. Now, I hate to bring this up, but the one glaring omission in a very, very impressive CV is no group one yet. I say yet. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've done one or I've got a listed, group three, group two. Um, but, yeah, no group one. Um, but, yeah, that'll happen in time. It's just a matter of time. All right. Well, what's yeah. going to be <laughs> your group one What's What'll be the group one <laughs> winner actually, during the carnival? Uh, well, look, I'm riding some nice horses, so it'd be nice to get it out of the way this year. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But um, I'm in no rush. But, obviously, sooner rather than later would be good. But, um yeah, there's a horse I'm riding, uh, a couple of horses. I'm riding Rossfire in the 10,000 on Saturday. Um, and there's a, a smart two-year-old, obviously I'm Prince of Boom. I'm not sure what sort of race he'll go to. He might go to the Kingston Smith, but um, still uh, still don't know yet. But there's another horse um, called Capital Tower who um, could be could be a um, very hard to beat in a JJ Atkins over yeah. a mile. Well, that's the new one. Like they're spelling Natuno, I read, and bringing um, that that horse in in. So, and you're on that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I rode him this morning, actually. So, rode him in a track gallop, and he's going well. So, yeah, happy. One, one thing. Time. I don't think you guys like talking about the, like uh, any in, major injuries or anything like that either, Jimmy. But I was interested in your broken fingers. You know, or broken finger, broken hand. Was it a hand, hand, but it was said it was a finger yeah. I was reading? Yeah, so hand yeah, makes everyone. sense to me. I'm wonder, I was wondering how a finger could really debilitate your riding ability, but a hand definitely. Yeah, well, it's still not 100%, to be honest with you. Yeah, my hand's still um, a bit stiff and that every now and then, but it's still fine to ride, but I think it'll probably be always like this. Um, yeah, I did it in December last year. Yeah, in the lead-up to uh, Magic sorry, Millions. Yeah. In the lead up to Magic Man's, yeah, so it's pretty, still quite a new injury, I suppose, but um, it's, yeah, um, I don't know, it's just one of those freak accidents, but yeah, I've had a few little small injuries. I had, had, a, had a crush fracture in my in a vertebrae in my back, and I've, um, and I've done my hand, so they're the two. Just a, just a small injury that first one, mate. Let's yeah. not, we won't talk yeah. about that. I can uh, <laughs> yeah. I can say that you probably should stay on the line after the interview, mate, because Healy can give you some advice. As an old wicket keeper, there is not a <laughs> finger that he hasn't broken. Every one of oh, them. Really? <laughs> oh, yes. Every one of them has, uh, has been smashed several times <laughs> over his career. So he's very, very good with hand injuries, believe me. Yeah, well, I could have done with that bit of that knowledge. Uh, Back in December would have been good. And and Jimmy, during your career now, you suffer from something similar to me too. You have to battle with your weight. <laughs> you know, you, you're quite a you're quite a big jock, eh? Yeah, I'm tall. Yeah, probably tall, t- too tall to be a jockey, but we I make it work. So yeah. And is is that yeah. a grind? Does that contribute to the grind, or you're you're happy in the the dietary regime that you've got to keep? Oh, it's, look, it's. Oh, it's a twenty-four-seven thing, to be honest with you. But it's um, uh, on a. I don't know how to explain this. It's just like um, yeah, just you got to 
be prepared. You got to stay on top of it all the time and eat the right things and mainly drink the right things. Really, um, yep. no alcohol or anything like that. Just try and drink water and be as healthy as you can. And and if I'm looking after my weight good, I'm, I'm riding good because I'm going to the races feeling good. You know, within yes. myself. Yeah, that's it's fantastic. Yeah. Hey, Roth Fire Saturday. We don't know where. We all know that they've they've got on a preemptive strike here. Um, that they will make a decision tomorrow morning at eight thirty. Have you got a gut feel as to how the tracks are looking and whether, if this rain continues, we will go across to Eagle Farm? I can nearly guarantee they'll go across to Eagle Farm, um, only because I can't see Doom been copying even half of what's predicted. Yeah. There's meant to be a lot of rain predicted, so if Doomman gets even probably half of that, it's going to be too wet to race, I'd say. But that's my um, prediction. But, uh, uh, you know, I think uh, hopefully they just run at Eagle Farm um, because, you know, we need that. We need this meeting to yeah. go ahead. It's the 10th meeting, and um, it would be no good if they didn't transfer it to Eagle Farm and then all of a sudden this rain came and they can't race, you know. So yeah. I'd say they'll just transfer to Eagle Farm. And then everything's good. Like there's no, we're at a beautiful track at Eagle Farm, and they'll get um, everyone. You know, we'll get yeah. to, get to race. Hey, you've been really generous with your time. Just quickly, how if we do go to Eagle Farm, how will Rothfire go? Do you think? I think he'll go better second up. Um, and um, yeah, he's he 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 raced first up off one trial, so um, he was always going to feel the pinch and. Obviously, I had to do a bit of work to lead. Um, and if he could have drawn a barrier last time, I could have taken a sit, but he didn't draw the barrier. So now um, he just needs to get a nice run in behind or, um, and he'll, he'll go well. Okay. Oh, brilliant, mate. Great to talk to you, James. I mean, you're, on, you're flying, you're leading the premiership, and uh, uh, you're always uh, so available to uh, us in the media. We really appreciate it, mate, and uh, the very best of luck for the remainder of the carnival. And I think you might even break that alcohol ban if you can crack a group one over the next month or so. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for that. Thanks Good on you, Jimmy. Time. Good luck. James Orman there joining us. Uh, we need to take a break. We've got Tommy Hackett the other side. Haven't we tired? Yes, and and Cassie Bro's on the line, I think. Oh, is he? Yes. Um, is uh, is that right? Oh, we've lost Mark from the viewer. Can, have we connected through with Cassie Bro? I wonder if Cassie Bro, are you still there, Cassie Bro? Yes, Kaz, Kaz, how are you, mate? Hey, buddy, how's going? Yes, very well, mate. What what do you like? Oh, mate, uh, I just want to. I'll just talk. Got to talk about the rugby and then athletics, right? Yeah, so okay, Brumbies and Crusaders, mate. Crusaders are hurting because the Blues are in front of the New Zealand team, the Crusaders. So I think Crusaders might take down your team, the Canberra, and the weekend. Right. Brumbies. So, so you're tipping, and you want me to tip the Brumbies or go with the Brumbies, do you? Yeah. Well, that's a good, well Brumbies are ahead of the Crusaders. That's a pretty good bet. Okay, so right. it's a gutsy tip by you, right? So yeah. Brumbies. And... Question for Pat. Yeah, question for Pat, too, and you. Hey, how many gold medals Ron Clark got? Olympic golds. <sighs> and none. What? Um, because he gave them away. <laughs> no, he didn't win any. No, <laughs> no, wrong. Actually, he, he's actually got. He actually had one. Right. Yeah. So his best, his best, his best performance was the bronze, I think, in '64. But. You don't realise he broke seventeen world records, right? Yeah. And never won Olympic gold, but he's actually got one gold because I think it was in um, 
1966, Neil Emil Zadipak got four-time Olympic gold medalist. Mm-hmm. He invited them. Yeah. He invited them to an athletic meeting in Prague, right? And he went to that, and he took them all around Prague and showed them. And he took him to the airport, right? And he's such a famous person. He went straight past the security guard, straight to the steps of the plane with with Clark. He's going back to London, and he put him, gave him a little package, right? And he didn't really know what it was until he got, wasn't going to know open it until he got home in London, right? And then when he opened it up, right, it was the 1952, the 10,000-meter gold medal that he won, and he inscribed on it, not out of friendship, but because you deserve it. So yeah. there we go. He got one gold medal. Yeah, good good on you, Cass. Thank you. You're right. He's, he won the bronze in 64 in, uh, uh, in Tokyo and then had a stack of Commonwealth Games silver as well. Yeah, one of our greats. He was hoping for a watch, but when he opened it, he went, oh, right, oh, someone... I like me rugby, boys, but I do like me Olympics as well. Yes, yeah, you do, mate. Now, guys, we've got to go. We've got to get Tommy Hackett on. Uh, uh, there, boys. Thanks, guys. Go the Brumbies. <laughs> we'll be back.